Welcome to the LoFi Crypto Podcast, a podcast looking to explore what's happening in the Solana ecosystem and crypto at large. So, Max, it's been a minute. Uh, welcome back. It's nice to see your pretty face again and hey, hear what you have to say about cryptocurrency. Great to see you and hear you as well. We've taken a bit of a little break. It's good to be back recording. Yes. Um, to the few listeners who maybe care, I was uh, forced out of my apartment due to water damage and leakage in my walls. So that has been resolved. Nothing of my own was actually damaged. So we're good there. But cool. real glad to be back. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Uh, since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson, uh, a lot has happened uh, in the crypto world. Yeah. I mean, it's exploded. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, part of it has. Yes, one corner. I mean, like, I think a lot of places have, but I think, you know, for the sake of having a singular point of focus and conversation, uh, we, and you had brought this up, want to talk about NFTs on Solana. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's wild um, that NFTs on Solana have actually uh, blown up at all, in my opinion. Mm. Um, in the last, you know, two weeks, um, we've seen a bunch of different projects, um, you know, go live and the excitement be so great that the launch is a complete like mess. Yes. In every, well, we're, we're learning there's a lot of ways that, that it can be a mess more than I thought was possible. Yes. Each release has shown a new, a new way to completely, uh, be just destroyed by by the masses um but yeah it's really fascinating to me because i i thought there is potential for non-ethereum chains to uh have successful like nft launches by successful i mean like they're you know there's people there's hype around it there's a, a confidence that the value of them will grow over time like there's good investment kind of thing um because that's like the center of like all the excitement and hype around Ethereum NFTs. And I was actually feeling uh, pretty confident that Ethereum would become the NFT chain and that yeah. that's where you get NFTs. The gas fees, the high gas fees kind of just aren't really a problem, you know, in an NFT space as much as they are a huge problem more in the DeFi space. So it just kind of made sense to me that NFTs would thrive Um on Ethereum and they also had like a sense of legitimacy there. And I didn't think it would actually take off on any other uh, blockchain. Mm -hmm. I thought other blockchains would try and it would fail. Hmm. And what's totally blown my mind is that, you know, we've seen back to back NFT launches that people are rabid for mm -hmm. and they're selling out in like a few minutes mm -hmm. and the market and the floor has like exploded it's like soon after um, it's, it's, it's totally wild. And I actually, it's hard to even make sense of it's so, yeah. it's so wild. There's a lot of pieces of this because we should talk about a couple specific ones that we've experienced and what we mean by, by like sloppy launches or I forget the specific word you used, but also kind of the larger idea what that means in terms of like the narrative of what does it mean to have this many projects launch in this way? Um, and also I have another thought kind of, here's just three topics of that I wanted to mention are like, I think it's a great example of a value proposition, uh, is functions that 
markets function differently or inversely than I think people realize. You don't, I think it's more of a, if you build it, they will come sort of situation. Like, like uh, not to jump ahead to the thought, but maybe let's just start here then is like, why I think it's happening on Solana is because Solana's had a lot of success and there are a lot of early adopters with a lot of Solana. And if you give them something that they can do with it, they're going to play with it. I think that one's that that's one really big reason uh, why it's taking off is there's just wealth sitting in Solana now in that's that community point. and they want to do something with it. Um, yeah, I think that's a way to celebrate the the passion for the project overall, and 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 actually use the the thing they got excited about collecting. Well, I guess <laughs> NFTs are like a communal action. You know what I mean? In a community, in a in a in an ecosystem, especially in a in a okay, there's a common community based on currency, and maybe not everybody has the same things in common in that, but. If we all have some similar assets to trade or buy or whatever, then there's a bit of a okay, what what's cool? You know, what what is the community like? What do I like? And I think that's kind of an interesting thing I'm realizing with NFTs is yeah. I think what you're gonna see kind of in addition to that thought is you'll see NFTs on Ethereum maybe take a different culture than NFTs on Solana. And them being more localized and maybe different in art preference or style or you know, how it, even the idea of NFTs used. Because um, it seems to be kind of, again, ramp back to that first thought there of of it's an expression of the community more than anything else, uh, the community and their value. Uh, so what what fills in the blank kind of? Yeah, kind of that's a really thing. good point. Yeah, it, I wonder how uh, NFT cultures will form on different blockchains, um, especially if eventually we can you know, uh, cross-chain NFTs and, and somehow validate the, the ownership across chain or something. That could be an interesting thing. But it, I'm, I guess part of my surprise that the Solana NFT ecosystem exploded is because a lot of the early NFTs on Solana were, you know, or the visible ones, I should say. There's a bunch of early ones mm-hmm. that were quite unique, but I'd say the most visible ones were like Soul Punks and you know, the, the ones that were more or less just kind of like copy pasted from the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was like, I wasn't particularly surprised. There were some people interested in collecting them and they're a lot cheaper and they still like look as cool, but, um, it didn't seem like that was like a project that would like be hugely successful. Right. It just it, long-term just because it's always going to be like the, the fake version. Right. Um, right, right, right. But it's always going to be derivative. Yeah. It's always be derivative, exactly. Um, but when um, the De- Degenerate Ape Academy launched their uh, Degenerate Ape uh, NFTs, there was so much insane excitement. Like I was interested because I thought they looked cool. And I was like, oh, this is the first um, Solana NFT that I actually, I kind of, I kind of want to have a few of these. Yeah. Um, just because of how they looked. Yeah. And. That, you know, yes, I think you're right. This is finally a place for people to put their Solana. But that brought people in from outside of Solana. I feel like mm-hmm. that was a, a watershed moment for the Solana community. Because I think it's yep. been like slowly new adopting new people, but largely like a community of of just like passionate people that was 
you know, uh, a little bit on its own island in the mm-hmm. in the rest of the crypto space. Um, the, but the Degenerate A launch seemed to uh, make a bridge um, to the to the rest of Solana and primarily probably to the Ethereum ecosystem uh, in a way that nothing else has since um, or to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's totally wild to see because that sold out. I think we both participated in the MeBits release. Um, and MeBits, uh, I think, sold out, what was it, two hours? No, it was, it was more like six hours. Six hours? I remember it being yeah. like half a day-ish or something yeah. like that. And I was, I was like, maybe that's too long. Um, and then and Genera Apes were were gone in eight minutes. Yeah. Like, right. and I knew that time scale would, I remember we talked about this. We're mm-hmm. like, this may be the last NFT release that is this, you know, big in terms of like value, like clear, obvious long-term value um, that we actually can like buy as many as we want. Mm-hmm. And that has absolutely been true. <laughs> right. Because these sold out. I couldn't get as many as I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, you and I have participated. Do you have a Solarian? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you and I probably have a Solarian. You and I have uh, Solanimals too, yep. which both were two projects that uh, we could have in still and still Solarian still minting. But um, those were like, we were really early in those. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this one's not going to take off. But what's interesting is when DGN Apes happened, both of those projects minting started taking off and you started seeing now all of the NFT projects of even decent quality, even like somewhat decent. And that is real given some, some freebies. Um, You're seeing the mint faster and faster. Um, So it's not, and what that was interesting, I think kind of to, to show the amplitude or the, like the watershed moment of the DJ apes is it hit, it hit and then spread across at least five or 10 probably NFT projects on Solana. Right. Um, so it was more than just like a hype around one NFT. And it was kind of like a recognizing of the entire Solana NFT ecosystem as being yeah. something of value or at least, you know, potential value. Right. Right. Which is such a good point. And, and that's, I think is super significant. Um, and the reason why we've seen Solana like pump like crazy um in the last few days because it's like it's not just degen apes as being this uh, an nft that just clicked i think it that clicked plus solana as a potential platform i guess and a competitor to ethereum as the nft plot uh like blockchain yeah yeah it's um it's cool to see uh, it's, it's fascinating to see. It's funny to see on a personal level too, of seeing my friends, like, you know, you and I, and, and your brother participated in the, the me bits, um, launch was, I think maybe the first NFT launch you and I participated in Yeah, and no one else around me was remotely interested in it and thought it was corny as hell, which it still arguably is very corny. Sure. Uh, but, um, now that, this Solana stuff's happening. It's interesting to see more and more people start to buy in and kind of get it uh, in funny, funny ways. And also just to see what crazy projects are coming out. Um, There's a lot. I'm curious kind of if you're paying attention to anything or if you've got anything fun. But uh, the, the one thing I wanted to note before we dive down into that is 
An important idea to recognize, zooming all the way out, is how culture propagates, which is every time you see a, a any NFT project launch with 10,000, specifically 10,000, uh, you know, whatever uh, items or whatever in the collection, that makes CryptoPunks that much more valuable. Mm, 100%. Uh, and and you're seeing that. I think I saw uh, a, a a tweet today that in the last 24 hours, CryptoPunks has done 140 million in trade volume. Wow. Uh, and it broke a billion in total in the last wow. 24 hours. So, yeah, it turns out um, I I really should have considered we a, a, <laughs> a floor CryptoPunk. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I looked at the floor, it was 20,000 and I, that just fell out of reach, just felt like way too much money. Yeah. Um, And or or too much of my portfolio. Right. Like because right. it would be it would mean converting a, a large enough percentage that it was just like, oh, um, that was a mistake. That was absolutely. A mistake. Yep. They're very valuable. Uh, and the floor hitting a million is absolutely around the corner. Let's see what it's at. Just curious. It is at at the time of this recording. Oh, I see it. Okay. Okay. 137 ETH. So $446,000 is the floor right now. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the floor <laughs> is still worth investing in. That's yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That's so much money. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. I, it's super cool to see. Um, and there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, other projects that follow follow and and sustain you know similar value um yeah. but the thing I, I i i think is worth talking about is the the uh, dumpster fire that was all each and all of these releases so yes you know like you said there are some cool nft projects that no one really was super hyped to collect the solanimals solarians um you know they're I remember when I finally got a bunch of Solanimals, there's like tons left that you could still mint or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it like one day they all disappeared. But so the, the DGen ape uh, release is really what triggered this, this madness. And that release was a complete nightmare there. Mm -hmm. There's just way more excitement than I think anyone was prepared for. I think they were okay with, bumping into some issues along the way and repairing the, it in real time. Um, their website, um, you know, completely crumpled under the load of all the people trying to buy, buy their apes. And so they kept delaying it over and over again. And it was not only a technical mess, but it's also a communication and relationship mess in, in that they were, did a, a really poor job. I think they were really excited and they wanted to follow through for everyone. And so they kept, you know, trying to rush to solve problems and then that'd make more problems or say like, oh yeah, we're going to delay this for 24 hours and then be like, JK, it's going live soon. And then, oh, JK again, it's, we have another problem. It's going to be delayed for a few hours. Um, and uh, slight tangent and funny story. Uh, my brother and I were really excited to get these. And so when we found that they're finally going live, we tried to rush back home to our computers from where we were, which was uh, the lovely beach here in Los Angeles. <laughs> and uh, on the way back, my brother who was riding a bike uh, wiped out and uh, broke his arm. So he broke <laughs> his arm for these to, in order to get some NFTs, which was hilarious. 
And he thought he wasn't going to make it because he had to walk his bike back. Um, but the, <laughs> that, the, the wait, release hold on, hold was on. delayed. Hold on, and, hold on. Just for context, yeah. real quick, because there's a really yeah. important detail to the story that our audience might not be clued in. The That's way you point. describe the story, your brother could be 10. He could be 30. How old is yeah. your brother in this story? Yeah, so my brother is 26, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's 26. Yeah. And he was yeah so he's a full he's a full grown adult <laughs> and uh and in part of the reason he wiped out is he was trying to call a friend to try to get him to like <laughs> mint the apes while he was biking and it was a lot of poor decisions oh were made all at once <laughs> that if that um, isn't aping in i don't know what is yeah exactly yeah we also had some white claws at the beach who knows if that was a factor wow anyways wow. it was he was banged up real bad and um, he could have actually walked all the way home and not never been injured, not rush at all and would have been back in time to mint. And so he did get some apes in the end. So it was all fine, but not, not the injury wasn't worth it uh, or wasn't necessary. I mean, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so back to the launch. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of a total disaster when, you know, some people's browsers didn't like refresh the page properly and they didn't see the minting. Um, I was lucky enough to get a few. Um, but uh, that was kind of the very beginning of the disasters of NFT launches. And what's been interesting is that, you know, since that, we've just seen uh, blunder after blunder as people are struggling to understand and learn from the mistakes of the previous uh, NFT launch. Um, but I, you know, as frustrating as these are, because they have been really frustrating for me, at least I, what I get frustrated, frustrated by is I don't, you know, I don't expect everything to go perfectly, but um, clear communication, I think is really important. Yeah. In managing yep. of expectations, I think is really where this matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone's done a great job of that. Um, so I, I, I am glad we're running into all these issues because it means that we get to solve them. Right. right? So over time, this only gets better, but, um, you know, it it turns out, um, public relations is a, is a valuable skill and maybe department. Yes. And, uh, I, I look forward to all these NFTs, you know, getting, doing better at managing the community as, as well as, uh, fixing some of the bugs and testing loads and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, you and I went from having the opinion of this is awful, this was a terrible launch. Okay, that project was dumb, or maybe we got some, but like, man, was that just a sh- show? To the next project launching and it being another sh- show, to the mm-hmm. next project launching and another one and another one. I think we've probably seen probably what four or five at this point in the last like month. I was gonna say it's. It, I- Three are the are the ones that I'm super aware of that were just like back to back. You know, it was it was uh, Degen Apes, then uh, Salamas, and then uh, the ba- the Bold Badgers. There's that um, one, but also there's the there's uh, the Soul Bits one. Oh yeah, that, the Soul Bits. That's that right, that Soul crashed, Bits. and I just pulled it up, and it looks like they did a full refund, and the project's closed. Wow! So they didn't even. Oh no, wow! So that they, one really crashed and burned. They uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um it's it's pretty yeah, there's just been a lot. Yeah. Uh I think in the Slanimals one they had like minted some of them wrong. And so like uh 
they had to burn the original uh set i believe and like right. reissue so you got them dead llamas you got dead llamas or i mean like there's issues all over the place like i mean like in Solanimals, if you minted Solanimals in the first like couple 100 um he had written the smart contract wrong and didn't have a two-dimensional image of the Solanimal because he's like well it's a three-dimensional object why would i need a 2d photo not realizing that like metaplex and all of these other services reference the 2d photo to display the object and so there's now a chunk of slanimals that just like have a dead dead image but are really a slanimal uh, unless you look wow. at it in 3d so that begs a interesting question um and as an example like that uh uh the the guy who runs uh slanimals uh is like yes let me reissue those for everybody like send me yours, I'll reissue the exact same one, exact same everything, just the proper token. In your opinion, does that reduce the value of or or does the fact that you have a one with a dead dead image that it's proof that it was one of the first couple one hundred minutes that you have something more rare? Does yeah, that work I would that say, way? I would say uh based <laughs> on my historic, you know, historical experience with collectibles that are made wrong they're always more valuable in yeah. the end um for sure like misprinted you know pokemon good cards point. Good point. you know whatever it is um if you have a mistake version for sure it's more rare right um so yeah congrats to those people congrats to the people that got the exiled but you know apes or whatever the hell they did with that <laughs> i actually yeah. didn't follow what the <laughs> they kept changing their mind on how they're going to handle that situation oh right so i don't even know what the end result was yeah there's a lot of pieces of this yeah yeah like they had there was like a partial minting or something that then they stopped and then they're like we're gonna keep the extra couple hundred and then they're like no we're not or something right yeah it's like wow over the course of 24 hours they had changed their mind about what they were going to do with the project like three or four times it was yeah. it was really like do you guys know what you're doing and like yeah. maybe that's it's- Mm, it's that's tough okay. i think they're trying to figure it out in real time is that's the i think they're like oh yeah no we'll keep them we don't want to take them away from anyone but then they realize that they created two different classes of NF- nfts essentially right and you know i think i think they realize what a potential mess that could be and they're like uh let's actually try to fix this to, so it the end result is what we originally intended yeah yeah it's interesting to see the crypto community start to go through this process of maybe every project doesn't have to nail every part and it us and the community being vocal and being active and communicating with the creators, whatever, or the programmers or whomever uh, can just like fix stuff as we kind of literally are in the wild west of how to do this. I mean, it's interesting because there's so much of the the rhetoric I think I've held and we've kind of probably talked about a bunch is like getting it right and not having a smart contract fail or have any issues is the core part that's important about crypto. But what we're seeing right now is it's more about iteration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. and a, like if, if the creator the creator can fuck up and still make a good intent to like solve the problem and community the community in general right now sentiment seems to be that's okay you can mess up and fix stuff 100 percent. i mean we're going we're literally watching like evolution occur in nfts 
um, on all on all projects and all chains. Like there's the you know for every NFT that's a complete disaster, fails, or just kind of like botches the smart contract, whatever. Like there's a lesson learned from that, and something will be improved on the next project. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, in a few years, you know all the lost NFTs died for the sins of crypto in some way <laughs> and made everything better. Yeah. You know, so I, and that's actually, there's, if you, I, I'm not sure if this has become something that is collected or is of value, but in, if your address can demonstrate that you have like a botched NFT, I almost feel like that's going to be, um, you know, people will show that to people as like, I was there. Like mm-hmm. I was there at this early stage when all these things went wrong and here's a, uh, here's almost like a uh, proof of the, of the failure, the early failures of this ecosystem and which is kind of cool. You know, that's, what's awesome about this whole ledger. You, you know what it ledger is, system. is it's back in my day. Yeah. Back in my day, <laughs> smart contracts barely worked. Yeah. <laughs> You had to just send your, put your money in an envelope and send it to a random address and maybe you'd get a little cat. Yeah. Maybe they'd steal your money though. That's so funny. Uh, It's so true. But so, so yeah, so, so I, and I didn't finish the thought earlier, but kind of wrapping this up or not wrapping up, but like, like kind of grouping up this idea into a larger idea is like, we're seeing a lot of launches fail or at least they're, they're doing, they're succeeding, but they are botching the launch. Yeah. Um, it's, it's taken multiple days past the initial targeted launch yes. for every project. Yeah. And at first that was really frustrating for me and you and I, and I think we were both like, this is awful. But also I, then I think our tune is maybe not fully changed, but there's been a new layer to that thought, which is if you have, you know, 10 launches in a row where no one can actually launch fully, it says that there's more hype and interest in this than there is, the ability to handle it. And uh, partially that could be to ineptitude, but I think regardless what it reads as is there's more hype in the space and in this particular corner than can be uh, like handled right now. And mm. I think that is there's such an important narrative that is only going to make it grow larger. Like the yeah. fact that, you know, uh, DJ Ape sold out in eight minutes and uh, the bold badgers, how we, we should, we should talk about that. Uh, mm. But uh, it seemingly sold out in two minutes. Yeah. One minute? And it's only going to, yeah, I, I, I heard two minutes, but I, it's not clear if that's actually the exact time or not. Um, in, in that amount of time that they're going to sell out is only going to increase. Like we're going to get to the point where you're lucky if you get one. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't it could be the least interesting project. It's probably you're lucky if you just get one. Well, um do you see yeah. Do you see anybody doing like a hundred thousand set collection? Maybe or a million. I mean, I think you will at some I point. I think people will skill it up when when you get to the point. Um but but I think I don't I don't I don't think so actually because I think we're gonna see what we see in you know sneaker culture with sneaker drops like you don't the sneakers have become insanely popular um, it is the shoe people wear you know because you care about fashion it's the shoe you wear because you care about sneakers like 
it's the shoe you wear to you just wear something comfortable even and and so like the culture around sneakers is is massive it's insane and um you know nike adidas and and other companies aren't increasing the the size of a release of a certain sneaker because their whole strategy is that oh we're going to sell out of the 500 of of this colorway and hardly anyone's going to get them it's only going to be the people who you know Right. Or camped out for days and the all the people that didn't get one they're actually going to go over and buy our generic version that we have infinite versions of and so it's more about brand and more about you know um building hype around something and then allowing kind of like the common person to get like the the less valuable version that can right. be sold anywhere yeah so i you know again i don't i know that the marketing strategy is not the same here yeah right so it's not like any of these projects are like nike and they're kind of like have this whole formula but i i think it's unlikely we're going to see these releases scale so that this you know to make sure everyone gets one like Mm -hmm. i i think it's not going to be that um some projects will absolutely increase the supply of of these nfts because they're going to make more money uh, up upon release with this lamenting but um the long-term value of those is is going to be less for sure so it, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen but i don't see it really scaling up dramatically yeah i i, I think we'll see well i i, I asked that more of a like okay what could you do at 100k scale or a million sure. scale um you know if there's anything interesting that starts to come out of scaling that up um but that's more of a just a kind of like curious design question than a like is that the solution because i agree with you that's not the solution to the problem um uh it's interesting so then well then what happens is if if these if we continue down the thought of these launches being effectively closer and closer to sell out instantly then how do you handle distribution like what is the appropriate way to do that yeah i mean it's a great question because what we're seeing now is like people leveraging whatever they can to get as many as possible. So like writing scripts, you know, to like manage multiple wallets, the moment something goes live and, you know, working directly with the smart contract instead of, you know, through the website, um, people are going to do whatever they can to get an edge to get one of these. And so I think one of the solutions is, you know, having something that's a little bit closer to like buying a ticket and standing in line. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where there's some like validation of, you know, not, maybe not identity, but, but something, some validation. So, you know, um, everyone can at least get one or something like, you know, how like with uh, a PS, a PS5 gets released, you go to, you go to buy one, they limit you. You're like, you can't buy more than one or two. Like they, mm-hmm. they're like, sorry, we're not going to fund the resale market. You can't walk in there and buy the whole store out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, I expect to see people implement different technologies that would create that kind of da- dynamic so that I mean, if there's a 10,000 release, the first 10,000 people get one each. That, I mean, that, that at a core is, is one of the hardest things to solve in crypto. I mean, I think that maybe to me is actually like crypto 4.0. Like if we, yeah, I think about you're different, right. Different eras that to me seems to be. Yeah, it's a tough the, problem for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but I agree that like once that basically just for, for our listeners, the, the core problem is, is, is that due to the, the strength of crypto creating an anonymity, God, I never can say that word being yeah. anonymous. Uh, what it means is in a launch like this, there's no way for you to guarantee that each wallet is unique, uh, is a unique person. Um, and that, uh, it starts to change some of the things you can do with NFTs. It limits it a little bit away, or you have to design around that constraint because what it means is, is designing so that a whale can't just eat the whole launch um, is really hard to, to stop um, and non-trivial to stop. And there seem to be potentially other ways or mechanics to do it. Um, but just having, you know, one per wallet, um, is is good intent and has the right idea but um gets complicated in crypto land um yeah it gets really really tough yeah i i don't know what the solution is i i've i remember hearing from somewhere that someone was had a project that was um this is what they're trying to solve and i don't know what they were implementing to try to do that but um I think the idea actually now that I'm just trying to remember because I remember pausing, I think I saw this on Twitter and I just kept scrolling, but I remember pausing for a brief moment. I think the idea was, you know, you, you can just a, a MetaMask wallet or something like that, that does have um, an, an, identi an identity validated on it. So mm -hmm. the idea would be like, it's almost like a plug into existing wallet that has like an you know, identification check. I have no idea how they do that check, but say like, okay, you went through the process and you it got the check mark that says, yes, we validated this identity to this address. Right. And so it would only allow- Well, A identity, right? A identity, correct. Exactly. Yeah. An identity of some sort has been validated. And so just by making that uh, extra hurdle, it's going to make it so someone can't just generate, you know, however many wallets they want. And then, you know, all at once kind of- uh, try to mint, right. um, you know, it would make it so they would have to have a unique identity for each one, which is that that's a problem that would make it hard to scale that in a way that right. is, um, you know, like what we're seeing now. Uh, so right. it, that could work. Um, but, but again, it's still a really tough problem. There's a lot of things people could do to probably trick that, you know, that's an endless problem, I think. It is. Problem. It is. It is. I think uh, jumping back to just the broader NFT thought really quick, I think another reason why NFTs are finally really taking off on Solana is the price point to get in for a project is way more reasonable than it is on Ethereum. Yeah. Um, and I think so there's a huge corner of people who feel like the price point of a CryptoPunk or a MeBit or anything on um, OpenSea, the, the big Ethereum uh, basically like eBay or a sort of exchange or marketplace rather. Uh, there's still, there's so much in gas fees and in uh, uh, service fees of using the product because it is a centralized product that you end up with like, like you end up spending like doing anything under Ethereum. One Ethereum is kind of impossible and not really worth it mm. most of the time. And so that that makes your price point at like three thousand dollars to do anything, yeah. and yeah. that's just like such a high price point for the average person. So 
Um, I still think I think Solana is starting to creep up in terms of how these how much these people are launching for and some of these projects. Like I think five Solana is a big ask. Uh, I think at the I price agree. at 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 launch of that that was that was uh, llamas was five Solana or five. Oh my gosh, let me back up. Badgers was five Solana, correct? To mint, I think it was. I think it was. I think Badger. Yes, Badgers was five. Yes. Yeah. And Degen so Apes was two point five. Was it two point five? Somewhere between two and six, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. I. It's because yeah. So it was more Solana just because they're trying to keep the dollar amount, you know, somewhere, you know, in and I guess the area where it makes it makes them money. Yeah. Um, but I agree, especially since Solana has increased in, in value so much recently that all of these values of like six, five, whatever it is, um, Solana is, uh, quite expensive. I, I remember, I think you're right, Sean. I think it is closer to five or six for two gen apes. Cause I'm remembering soul animals was, I believe three. Yeah, it was three, three Solana per soul animal. Um, yeah. so all these projects has gone up in their minting prices from that. Yeah. yeah, and all yeah, all of them have, and uh, uh, we'll just kind of just there for 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 posterity, uh, for a hundred years from now when people listen to this podcast, that was like the equivalent of like, I think DJ Apes was so like five or six. I want to say it was six, but for sake of it, so six at like thirty or forty was what Solana was at. I think about that. Yeah. So you're looking at what is that, like, one hundred and sixty, one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, yeah. compared to the 3000 of Ethereum, or if you look at your, um, I mean, Solanimals was what, like a month or two ago and it was three. So it ended up, they were probably like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, I think per, per, per thing, which is still expensive. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see who's going to do, or I'm curious to see where the one, where the, the general pricing of Solana NFTs goes, does it go up or does it go down? Um, or is there a way of doing both in the product design, yeah. which I think would be kind of interesting. Um, but also I'm curious to see what's the like $10 NFT like for the, for the random draw. Um, I'm curious to see kind of if there's a price point or someone can do a project like that. You're right. It might not make sense from a like art or design perspective um, from a business perspective, but I don't know, maybe there's a way to do it. Uh I think there's totally going to be some project that is very, very cheap and there's a lot of it. And maybe you'd have to come up the clever, the clever idea would have to be like, um, what it is, is worth, um, at least having one of, and it's representative of a a moment in time or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, this moment in history. And I know a lot of people are, that's why a lot of people care about the first NFT projects on a given blockchain is because, you know, it's like, well, it's the first one. So that should carry some amount of value. Right. At least that's a lot of the thinking. Um, But I think there, there could be another project that is maybe anchored in, in a historical like significance, or at least in a cultural narrative, um, that could be really exciting and, 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 you know, deemed valuable over time and then still has a lot issued, you know? Right. Um, right. You can look at different collectibles that do exist that there's, uh, you know, thousands, you know, or hundreds of thousands issued and, 
um, if they degenerate over time or they expire, that could be an interesting thing. Ooh. You know, what we've talked about, there's projects out there where it's like every time they're exchanged, you know, they, they do, um, degenerate in some way. And so the ones that are held in the single wallet from the beginning are the, the most perfect, you know? And so there's a lot of interesting mechanics that people can play with while still issuing, you know, maintaining the long-term value, but issuing more. Yeah. NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you and I, there's, I bet you and I could probably start a thought on what would be an interesting NFT project and go with a different direction every single time. I feel like there's so many places exactly. it's to infinite. develop and design. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, I'm really excited to see, you know, where this idea goes in five or 10 years when the idea of here's a set of 10,000 images that were predetermined rarity is kind of a, not a thing of the past, but the idea and what we're expressing in these sort of NFTs and these experiences is something way more human or personal or like culturally significant or meaningful. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, they, they do start to really create culture and weight and not necessarily like serious or, or whatever ways, but just like, the 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 ramifications of the idea is really starting to be explored in in how it relates to the world. Um, we're such I, at the beginning thought of that. We really are. I am super excited for the potential and future existence of like a stock footage library where it's all NFTified and the person who shot that that shot you know is going to see the ups long term upside of every transaction. And so people then can, you know, be sharing, you know, buying and selling footage that they record, like any person, you know, could go out and get some awesome shot. And that might be the exact perfect shot for a meme, for a film, for a music video, for a TikTok, like literally anything. And so it just like unlocks because at least the way I've used the like stock, you know, footage is almost like, um, you know, if you are actually a great cinematographer, that's probably the last place you're putting your footage. Um, just right. because it's you're you're not going to get enough out of it. You can't price yours particularly special, um, you know, on on a marketplace like that where it basically says every shot is is equal to the one next to it. Um, right. NFTs could do something really interesting where you know a you know, a, a famous photographer or cinematographer could, you know, issue their own, you know, footage or or photos, allow people to use them and then get paid for it. And theirs can be worth more because of their reputation, because the, right. the market that values it as being more valuable. Um, so a system of something like that I think is inevitable. I have no idea what shape it's going to take. It's probably not going to be anything like what I just described, but the <laughs> right, version right. of it that does come into existence, I think is going to be so exciting because of what it's going to unlock yeah. from a creative, like content creation standpoint. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Completely agree. Like it's yeah, because so much of creation in the hurdles of being creative in a collaborative data mix mashup, remix thing is oftentimes well twofold one getting the data in a way that you can use it meaningfully because so much of it, if you're mixing it or converting something you're you're 
you got to do a custom solution to get it from one medium to the one you're using oftentimes. But the other part is the rights management side of it. Um, and that is like so many beautiful projects never see the light of day because of some um, arduous rights management discrepancy. And so right. something had to change or whatever constraints. And that's not to say that rights management isn't important, but I think uh, there's a huge degree. And from yours experience and my experience, I would probably say that um, rights management sometimes gets in the way. And, 100%. and anything that can be done to improve that process will just amplify the more, the, it'll decrease the friction. So amplify the flow of that process. And um, while you're talking about that, I was trying to find it, but there is a marketplace on Solana launching. I can't find the link. Uh, it launches in a couple of days that has uh, one of their bullet points was about rights management. Hmm being built into the, the platform. That's awesome. I mean, so, that's so important for yes. all these projects because I I feel very strongly that every artist should be paid for their work. I think that's uh, totally essential. I also feel very strongly that people should be able to, you know, take whatever they find on the internet and make something new with it. Um, yes. And I think the only reason why we have these music labels like shutting down streamers on Twitch and do everything else that they do um, for playing music is because our, how we manage the rights and make sure artists get paid artists and or labels get paid for their work um, can only be effectively done by like policing it and basically forcing people to stop. And so they come to their marketplace and play by their rules, basically. Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. really exciting that crypto offers is a, a solution to that, where you basically say, okay, everyone can use whatever they find wherever they find it. We have a system now that can make sure um, however it's being used, there's some amount of uh, the fee or the usage in, in the revenue based off, like made from that project will always go back to the artist. And what's exciting is I actually think all artists will make more money. Mm -hmm. I think this will actually make artists way wealthier. Um, and it, it can actually make it so a random artist does something that goes viral and immediately sees um, revenue from it. I mean, because we're already seeing that. We're already seeing that in yeah. every single NFT project where we've talked about. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. They're not, uh, these are not famous artists. These are just yeah, exactly. these are random people. A hundred percent. And the, where we don't see that is in like video platforms and in like music platforms. And so, you know, yes, did Lil Nas X blow up and then make a ton of money? Yes. But he didn't make much money, if any money at all on the actual success scene on TikTok. Uh, it unlocked him getting uh, probably an incredible label deal. It unlocked a lot of other things that made him money. Um, but I think it's really great that you can literally just have something go viral and not necessarily have to then go monetize it indirectly. That it literally, that the success of that exact thing that you created um, is something that is going to, you know, you're going to get what you deserve in terms of how much attention um, it caught of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah and just zooming out this 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 is this is, we're in crazy town i think you and i've kind of expressed- yeah this is this is like really far in the future because there's a lot of things that need to get uh solved in the meantime this is 4.0 for sure uh, oh oh i mean that in the context of where we are now and the fact that what we're talking about is even relevant in a like real way i, I mean, think that's is, a good point today is crazy town <laughs> today is crazy town yeah and and tomorrow maybe the tomorrow that i'm talking about being crazier is is closer than i thought yeah yeah I, what is time anymore like i feel like <laughs> we're going light speed like i can't even believe like when did DGen Apes launch? Was that just like that was just a few weeks ago? Yeah. Less than less than two weeks ago? Yeah. Like what world are we living in now? Like this is just everything's happening at such a speed that you can't even keep up with everything. It's nuts. I mean, it's incredibly exciting. I'm not complaining at all. It's just like I'm my mind is boggled. I'm trying. I'm going so fast I can't even see the trees moving past me on the side of the train is kind of how it feels. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's making me think about, uh, like how I'm spending my time and, uh, seeing now how much more crypto is just like getting enriched in different corners of my life. Uh, it's interesting just to see how that impact is shifting conversations. Like, you know, I was I was swiping through Tinder the other day and a girl had a Lollapalooza photo with Solana sunglasses on. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if she necessarily knows what Solana means, but uh, that's besides the point. Like, like we've hit the cultural zeitgeist where. Uh, if I mention the word Solana and you know what I'm talking about. That doesn't necessarily mean, or you've heard the word before. That doesn't mean you've been staring at crypto for five years anymore. Yeah, it means you've you've just are now a person who has TikTok or mm. is on YouTube or on Reddit, like, or just yeah. reads the news because it's it's hitting everywhere. And you and I've talked about this for a while. Of there's going to be that that watershed moment where we it kind of like really kicks into gear. Um, and I think that's happening. I mean, I think we're still on the front end of the like that launch, so to speak. Um, but I feel like we're, we're really, it's actually happening right now. Um, which is crazy to think. I mean, like, cause a couple of years ago, you and I were like, when was that? When is this going to happen? And it felt like it was going to take five years, 10 years. Yeah. I think about that. Maybe three to five. Uh, It's happened so much faster than I ever imagined. Yeah. It's really mind boggling. Like there, I would say the interest and excitement around crypto is way outpaced the, um, the speed at which anyone can develop. Yes. And I would say like, I was pretty blown away by how quickly Solana was developing. And I was like, wow, like Solana, like their edge right now is just they can develop in really quickly. And there's so many projects that are going live. Um, And I was like, so, okay. So in three years, they will maybe like have caught up and matched, you know, whatever, like Ethereum in terms of projects that are really like robust and well-developed or something like having an equivalent of an open sea or or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And we do not have open sea like on Solana, it's Solana art. Right. Uh, 
it's very clunky. It works. I love that I have it, but man, it is not even close to OpenSea. Yeah. And, and OpenSea is so not just, even that great of a product. Like Not even that great. And this is a fraction of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has the fraction of the functionality. And so it's, but we have the hype of, of like, of a launch that's uh, that's greater than me bits so we we have the excitement that is like way outpaced development like we don't have any of <laughs> we have nothing built almost on solana basically and it's just grown uh at an insane rate it's nuts just these projects it's it's cool to see the the ecosystem start to yeah we described it as a chain reaction earlier oh yeah i was going to mention there's that there's the dancing video you know, mm. I talk about that. Uh, there's this there's this video. Uh, I think it's like a Sasquatch music festival festival uh, a couple of years ago, probably like 10 years old at this point. And the guy's just dancing alone in the crowd. And then another guy runs up, starts dancing with him. And then slowly a crowd of people form and start dancing with him. And uh, I always use that. Max and I have talked about this a bunch just in terms of thinking about community and community structure and growth and stuff and, and all of what you can observe in that. But it's also interesting to look at that video and like use it as your like yardstick of where are we in in that video? Yeah, and the I, dance I, party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh the the I messaged you today and was like, okay, I feel like we're a minute and twenty-seven seconds into this video. And it's yeah. right at the point where You the, can't see the original uh group anymore. Yes, you can't see the original group anymore. And it's now, it's right before the, wait, I don't want to be not included. Right. We're just so this context for listeners yeah. here. The video, you can Google this pretty easily and find this, but this basically this one dude's dancing at this music festival on the grass and he's completely by himself. And he, you kind of, the, it's interesting because you look at him, you're like, oh, look at that weirdo uh, over there dancing. Um, you have all these judgments maybe. Um, and then like two people join and it's like, oh, cute. They like are dancing with him because they think he's cool. Or maybe they're making fun of him even who knows what their motivation was, but a few people. And then like a few more people join in and it's like, ha ha ha, doubling down on the joke. And then after a few more, it then changes. And there's a, a switch that it kind of flips in your mind, just looking at it. And it's clearly what also the people at their experience which is it went from being the weird thing or the funny thing to the cool thing. Mm -hmm. And then it just attracted more and more people and because it just grew and it created this catalyst, this cultural catalyst on this grass lawn at this music festival. And, and it became like the heart of the party basically with like, it looks like, uh, you know, well over like 60 people towards the end of the video dancing, if not a hundred. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a, a fun, funny video, but also like such an interesting video. So yeah, if you if you watch that video, use that as a reference of where do you think crypto is, uh, down to like the second in the video. Um, but anywho, uh, yeah. So so um, I feel like I'm in a like buckle up and like make sure I'm wearing a helmet and you know I've peed you know before we go on this giant uh this roller coaster uh, rocket ship uh field trip it's like the magic school bus crypto is yes. like the magic school bus sometimes you wake up in someone's colon sometimes you wake up you know outside of you know uh saturn's rings it's a good way of putting it i often feel like i'm in the colon yes uh but that thus is the uh the the knowledge and educational value of the magic school bus max you're right and you know what? there's always someone who wishes they had stayed home that day you're right yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that what makes, yeah, that's what makes Magic School Bus fun. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else you want to uh, no, chat about? I think about? we covered it. I think that's good. I think maybe next time, I think we should explore kind of throughout this Solana growth, we've seen Bitcoin stay kind of flat, which is, I think, really significant. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly why that is, but um, I think it points to a lot of really interesting things of this, the altcoin, quote unquote, altcoin market maturing in a significant way. Yeah. Yeah. And what factors go into that? Um, why? Why? Because they seem to now have two different value propositions. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Um, also, I would love to get uh, we're going to have him in maybe next week, maybe the following, whatever. Uh, my buddy Todd, who we should talk about radium more because radium in itself, I think is an entire episode. Um, so look out for that. That should happen at some point soon. Um, check out radium. If you haven't, it's a really interesting project doing a lot of wild stuff. So, uh, yeah, more things coming up down the road till next time. Bye.